Africa and everywhere else in the world. Welcome to Corey Has a Podcast. Welcome back to it. If it's your first time, how you doing? Come for the steak burritos. Stay for the sultry, smooth voice at CD 101.9. As soon as I said CD, I started thinking about that old joke that motherfuckers used to do. Yo, you like CDs or tapes? And you really couldn't win. The best thing to do is not answer that question. I'm going to just say right now, and if anybody's listening out there, they're familiar with this. If you said CDs, the person who asked you would go, CDs nuts in your mouth. And if you said tapes, some some people, not everybody knows the tapes one, but it's tape these nuts to your face. And I think this one kid that I knew made that up. But anyway, listen, it's springtime, baby. That means April showers bring May flowers. It's almost April. Big things popping and little things stopping. Um, I just had a burrito and I could feel the heat coming out of my mouth because I'd be throwing the extra jalapeno. Pino? Pino. Extra jalapenos on my shit. And uh, I throw the red sauce. I'm a red sauce guy. Red is my favorite color. Red is my favorite. Like if ever I eat a piece of candy, which really doesn't happen very often, but if I had to choose, I would choose the red one. If I'm drinking a beverage... I'm going for the red one. Um, If I'm wearing something, it's all black, but then I'm going to throw the red joints on. Anyway, how y'all doing? Um, We back. It's it's getting warm. It's nice. Con Edison Bill's about to creep back up because you're going to throw the AC on. Otherwise, what? You're going to sleep in a puddle of your own sweat? That's gross. Got a lot of hot sleepers out there. There's all these new mattresses on the market that, like, I'm hearing about that, like regulate your body temperature and shit. Like if you're a hot sleeper, the mattress gets cool. Or if you're one of those people that just can't get warm and and you're cold all the time, they got heated mattresses or heated blankets or whatever. And I'm just going to say right now, I'm going to say something that no one's ever said. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us as a people because we have just figured it all out, haven't we? Don't you think that when you walk into stores? It's all the little shit too. Like you go into Target and they got... A little stainless steel uh, kind of container that's shaped like an envelope that you can stick to the wall that looks like mail and you can stick your mail in it. Which, when I think about it, is like, why the fuck would I take something out of my mailbox, bring it into my apartment, and then stick it in here and not just like see if it's useful and throw it out right away or see if it's useful, find the information and then throw it out right away? That's for people who like to just have stuff. You know, they catch you too. When you get when you go to these places, you, you're waiting in line to pay for your shit. And they got all the stuff, these little trinkets and gadgets and stuff you could fit in your pocket. And the little thing for your hand sanitizer that attaches to the backpack. <laughs> but this one is shaped like Pikachu. So you're like, I need that because I got a special relationship with Pikachu from when I was a kid. And, and you just end up having all this shit. And I'm so tired of the clutter. You live in a city. It's crowded with people. You live in a building. A lot of people live in it. And what happens? You're just around a bunch of people and a bunch of shit all the time. Don't you think it'd be nice to breathe easy and declutter? But those stores are brilliant because that's how you make money. My mom is like susceptible to that shit. If my mom is waiting in line for something... And they got all types of little things you could buy. And, and, and they get you too because it's like 
This is $199. This is $599. At Marshall's, everything is $799. But maybe when you're waiting in line for the register, it's all $299. So everything all feels cheap. And then you get and they scan everything in and they ring you up. And you're, next thing you know, you're paying $250. And all you did was come in there to get a new bath mat. But all of a sudden, you spent $250 because that's how it works. Those guys are brilliant. Target is not going anywhere. You know, people used to think that about Kmart, but Kmart, Kmart kind of fell apart. They started sticking their nose where it didn't belong. They started trying to make apparel, you know, and the closest they could get, I would say, if you're buying your clothes at Kmart is like old Navy status. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. People go to Costco and buy jeans and shit. Like people go to Costco and buy overalls. And I'm, I'm at a place in my life where I've, I look at people... I see the way people dress, older people and young people, and I see older people dressing like young people, and I see like what the trends are, and it's really interesting, because when I was a kid, if you went and bought some overalls, you would probably get made fun of, and by probably, I, I really believe that like, I remember, I think my mom got me a pair of overalls when I was a kid, and I did not want to wear them. And I didn't want to wear them because I knew I was going to get made fun of. I knew the second I showed up, I was going to get made fun of too. I remember in particular too, my mom bought me this dog sweater. It was a sweater and it was like almost like one of them Christmas sweater style uh, sweaters, but it had this like Scotty dog on it. Like one of them little like, like like Toto from the uh, Wizard of Oz type dogs was on the front of the sweater. And um, we lived in the Bronx, like, and I remember going to school, I remember like fighting with my mom and I honestly had to be in like first or second grade. And I remember fighting with my mom about how badly I did not want to wear this sweater because I knew back then, I knew back then that if I showed up to school wearing this sweater with this fucking little punk ass dog on it, that I was going to get clowned all day long. And it sucks. It sucks for everybody. You know, those kids that would make fun of me for wearing a sweater that my mom thought I was cute in, those kids are assholes. And uh, it took away my mom's experience of putting a cute little sweater on her son. <laughs> that was all for her. That wasn't for me. You know, unless she it was a setup, unless maybe I was misbehaving and she was like, I'm going to send this little prick to school with that sweater on so somebody could beat the shit out of him when he goes to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Who knows? And I wonder if she remembers that because I fucking couldn't. I, I, was just, I refused to wear that sweater. It was a big thing. It was like a standoff. Like, I'm not going to school then. Um, I was also bad about going to school on the first day of school, too. I was just really not ready to be around all the other kids yet. I don't know what it was. I, I remember in second grade, I went to a new school. I had this lady, her name was Miss Buden. She was super sweet, super cool. And um, I like kicked and screamed and didn't want to go into the classroom. This is a, this is a something I haven't talked about in a very long time. Not on the podcast. I've never talked about this on the podcast, but I remember like I was holding on to the, <clears throat> to the door frame <clears throat> And they were pulling me by the ankles trying to get me into the classroom shamelessly in front of all the other kids. And then I made a bunch of friends after that. <laughs> um, 
So go figure, right? Some people actually who I still know today, till this day, like I'm talking, I was seven years old and uh, in six months or in six months, I'll be 34. Can you believe it? I'm an adult. I'm an adult. My favorite thing about being an adult, my favorite thing about being an adult is if I'm anywhere I don't want to be, I can simply just stand up and say, I'm out of here. I'll see you guys another time. That's my. That's probably my favorite thing about being an adult. My least favorite thing about being an adult is having to make arrangements for shit. You know? Like, or do taxes. Or call the guy to let him know that I need to come through to take care of that. Not that I don't want to pay my taxes, because I'm a law-abiding citizen, but I don't want to do the set up to do it. I just want to, I just want to like, I want it to just be done. Right. Or like, I don't know. I don't mind like cooking for myself and cleaning it. Like I love that stuff. I love taking care of myself. I love making sure I'm hydrated. I love making sure I get good sleep. Like that goes with what I do and what I care about the most, but doing like paperwork and shit is just like, oh Jesus, this is the shit that they don't really take. Paying, give, getting paid, working somewhere, getting paid to work at a place, and then taking the money that you make from working to to give to pay someone else. Um, you know, after a while, you're like, Jesus Christ, I just work so I could do this. <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool. That's why you gotta love what you do. To be honest with you, I'm talking shit right now. Like, but if you love what you do. Then even when you get really busy and overwhelmed and you, you kind of have some weeks where you're exhausted and your sleep schedule is off balance, it's way easier to just be like, well, you know what? Fuck it. Like, it's way easier to just find silver linings, you know, because if I like still worked at the fucking Pathmark on Boston Road, I, don't, I think it was on Boston, on, on fucking Bronx, I don't know, somewhere in the Bronx. If I still worked at the Pathmark in this little ass strip mall in the Bronx now, I think I would be like silently wondering things. You know when you're on a long bus ride and you're just like, just like, why didn't I just do better in school? Why didn't I try a little bit harder? Or is this just what I'm destined to do for the rest of my So like... If you can avoid feeling like that, then I and you know, and you don't feel like that, I think you're doing pretty well. The thing about it is, though, if you do feel like that, you know, depending on where you are, you may not be trapped. There may be time. Some people, you might be trapped. Okay, I, I, uh, I don't make the rules, but you know, sometimes we're just too in too deep to some of this shit. But anyway, again, I do not make the rules. Do not come for me. But yeah, I mean, you know, my mom wanted me to wear that dog sweater and tell you the truth, I knew I knew where I was. I knew the type of animals I was fucking going to school with. And I was like, I am not going to school in this please whoop my ass sweater. Absolutely not. Um and my mom did not understand why. So I think next time I talk to her, I have to bring this up. Um because there's some things that you just can't undo if you do them in front of your whole school 
And when you're a kid, kids don't forget shit. I remember this one kid. I'm not going to say his whole name. But there was a kid. I don't, I don't know if I could say his whole his name. So I'm going to call him O. Owen. I'm going to call him Owen. Okay. There's a kid named Owen and we were sitting down at the lunch table and he was wearing sweatpants and he shit on himself in the cafeteria. And the way the cafeteria was, was set up, we were like, all right, you walk in to a large room with like classic school lunch tables, like the long ones. Right, like picnic table style tables, and uh, they're all the tables are lined up like kind of like yoga mats, just all the way across this really long room. Like you can land a fucking airplane in this room. <laughs> just imagine, right? And our table was all the way on the far left corner, and the 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 walk across and down to the entryway was maybe like six to eight tables of full of other kids. He shit himself. He immediately started crying. He stood up. It was, he had a fucking pant load. It was coming down onto his sneaker. It smelled awful. And he was walking across the cafeteria and crying as he walked to the door, and it was at that moment that he knew his life was over. You got to transfer schools after that. He might be the boldest person I've ever met in my life because he never transferred. He came back to school, and everybody remembered. And it was almost to a point where, like, you just didn't bring it up. But you know that who he... Like, if you were describing him to someone else, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know, um... Oh, the one who shit on himself in the cafe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But the problem, like, say, like, you know, we were getting to that age. We were, like, in fifth grade, right? So you start getting to that age. Maybe he starts, maybe he wants to ask someone out. Maybe he wants to fuck, I mean, you're not really, you know, you don't have a real boyfriend or girlfriend when you're fucking 10 years old. But, you know, you it was the era where you wrote, do you want to be my girlfriend? Yes or no? And you just got to circle the answer on a piece of paper. And most of the time it was a no. <laughs> and, and someone gives you, you know, but if he gave someone a piece of paper, and even if she did like him, she'd have to go run it by her friends. And they'd be like, oh my God, you got to, you have an admirer. Who is it? And she'd have to be like, just as, she'd have to be almost as embarrassed as if she was the one who shit herself. While she was telling her friends who it was, you know? So for me, I would have gone home and tried to talk to my parents about maybe finding another school. And then I started thinking, you know, maybe he he knew, maybe this was like a plan and he didn't follow through with it. Maybe he wanted to become famous and he'd just go to school. He'd get go to school, shit his pants in the first week of school, um, have everybody know about it. Like, go somewhere that's really fun. Like, wait till there's an assembly. Wait till everyone's at lunch. Maybe during a fire drill. Um, and shit your pants, right? And then, and then, 
you transfer schools and you do it all over and then you just make you're on the news and then you're the guy who shit his pants right like the remember the guy that was on the news that he kept coming they were they were like hey um so this guy was standing over here and he said he saw the whole thing and he would grab the microphone and be like yeah i was uh i was standing there and i was having a beer on my porch and then i fucked her right in the pussy and then they had to like snatch the microphone from the guy every time he started trying to say that and he ended up hitting a couple of different news stations, which is crazy because this dude was, he had a very distinct look, and I don't understand why he kept getting away with it as long as he did. And then we made him famous. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but anyway, it's cool because people people become famous for, uh, I like when, when back in the day when people became famous for really stupid shit that was harmless to other people for the most part, right? But now you can become super famous for like being really hateful, which it's always a bummer, you know? It always confused me because I really love animals and I love the way they operate. You know, I talked about this a couple episodes back. Sometimes you're the predator and sometimes you're the prey. And that's about it. But a lot of times you end up seeing like... You know, I look at nature as metal. Like I said before, check that page out if you haven't already. Nature is metal. They're not paying me, but they have actually some cool merchandise. Maybe I'll walk around repping it. Um, you see the animals, like you see the uh, the prairie dogs. Speaking of shit, hello. You see the prairie dogs. They're just kind of hanging out. You know, like you see these animals hanging out with each other and walking around in peace. You know, one time I was feeding some squirrels in a park. And I saw this hawk fly by and the squirrels all got shook. They all like scattered. Um, but before the hawk showed up, they were having like a nice time. So, but what, I, what, I, what I'm saying is <laughs> when animals hurt each other, it's out of necessity. And when people hurt each other, I guess sometimes it's also out of necessity. But most of the time, it doesn't need to happen. Um... But occasionally, you know, um, who who knows? Who knows? Um, I was thinking about, I was listening to some music that I haven't listened to in a while. I was riding home from Brooklyn. I was personally doing some one-on-one personal training with a client. And I always feel really happy when I leave a good session because this is what a good session looks like to me. You've been training someone for a while from the perspective of a coach. You've been programming for this person. You've been programming specifically um, for their goals and explaining why certain things are in the program so they understand because I feel like it gives them more of a purpose when they're doing it and you feel like I'm doing this for a reason. You know you know when you're in school and you're doing fucking trigonometry and you're like, why the fuck am I doing trigonometry? I'm not going to use this shit in life. I haven't done algebra once as an adult, but, you know, you got to do it anyway, I suppose, so when I'm in, um, and in school, they don't, um, they don't make you, they, really, you just got to understand it enough to pass the test while you're in school, right, with, as a trainer and as a teacher, in that respect, I like to make sure that the people that I'm working with know why they're doing shit. You know, because I hate that do as I say and shut the fuck up attitude that the grownups and the generation that I was raised in tend to have. So 
um, yeah, just shut the fuck up because you're a kid and just do what I say. Like, I hate that. Um, so I think to some degree it's important to have a little bit of that, but I don't always agree with that. Um, balance is everything, right? But yeah, so I'll leave a successful session. I'm teaching someone. I'm helping them improve. I'm helping them feel good and successful. I'm setting them up really well. And um, I was just riding home listening to some music. And I was just thinking about building, like, how long it takes to get where you want to go and to reach your goals. You know, whether it's, like, for your career, financially, uh, you have goals, fitness goals, anything like that, right? Like, the tough times that you have to endure end up being so worth it if you stick it out. You know, you and you think, and I don't know about about you, list. I don't know about you, listener, but like when I'm when I'm going through some tough shit, whether it's in the middle of a workout, whether um, it's just trials and tribulation of life, when I'm in the middle of it, I'm sometimes really good about being like, you know what, this is gonna pass, and sometimes I'm not. Like we're all we're all there, but when it passes. You feel a little stronger. You feel like you're standing upright. You're breathing better. You're sleeping better. The stress starts to fade away and you're like, yes, I survived another one, DJ Khaled. And um, it's just dope. So I think what I do for a living is so, like, I feel dignified because I get to help people to understand finding ways to get to that place mentally where not every hard time is the end. It's like, no, this hard time sucks, and I'm not going to ever lie to you. Like, it fucking sucks. But um, I was listening to Steve-O's podcast. Well, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, actually. I've been listening to Dak Shepard, Armchair Expert. Amazing. You should check that out. Um, they just did an episode about divorce that was really good. They just had Kurt Wood Smith on, turning 80 years old, the father from that 70s show. Incredible. Um Really good episode. They talk about birds in the beginning, which I like. Speaking of birds, I saw a red cardinal the other day. Did you know that red cardinals are males and the the females are brown? And they use their red feathers to attract a mate? Oh, anyway. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, but uh, fuck, now I lost what I was going to say. Um, Listening to podcasts, Dak Shepard, I'm sure expert. I was listening to Marlon Wayans and I felt really inspired and listening to him on Big Boy uh, about his new comedy special. And I just felt super inspired by it and just like the way he was talking about like growing and giving back to the community and making his family proud. And, you know, like that family is just legendary, the Wayans, you know, like I grew up with them and I'm sure a lot of you did. And, uh, it's just really cool. Like I think the there's there's always gonna be adversity, but that's how you get stronger, right? Muscles get torn apart so they can grow. And what I'm saying is that's what's gonna happen to you in life if you just are able to grind. Grind. I try to really help people to understand that shit. Like sometimes like I can have 300 plus pounds on my back and I'm going for a bunch of reps on some squats and I'll get to a place where like I can actively feel myself grinding so hard to stand back up 
And that shit is a metaphor for life to me. And whatever you need, that's a metaphor. If you're a painter and you're trying to get through something, or, you, or you're a writer and you got writer's block and you're stumped, like, be patient with yourself. Give yourself some fucking grace. This always gets, it always, I always end up here, right? Like, yeah, be, you know, be kind. And, and, and it sounds kind of like I'm doing motivational quotes or something, but yeah, man, just fucking grind it out. Grind it out. It's going to be worth it in the end. You know, I also think of this, I feel like it's out of context. Like, you know, when someone posts a, 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 an Instagram post or some shit, and then the caption is like lyrics to a song. And if people don't know that song, it ends up sounding kind of dumb. Right. There's just, I think of this all the time. And when I'm like grinding and working hard and I'm so fucking tired and, but I'm like, I know this is all going to be worth it because I'm, I'm very optimistic, but I'm like, there's this, uh, Big Sean line where he says, I knew the world was for the taking and win and take long. So I break it down, right? Like there's so much opportunity out there to be successful, but winning takes long. And this is where I come back to Steve-O on his podcast. He was talking about skateboarding and skateboarding is something that was a huge part of my life as a teenager. Um, I actually am looking at my skateboard right now that I still have. I actually got this skateboard in Ocean City, Maryland, I believe. At a skate shop right there on the beach. It was pretty sweet. And I begged my mom to buy it for me. Um, I didn't have a job. I was like 16 at the time. Or I did have a job, actually. I've been working since I was 14. I think I just was... I think I just wanted my mom to buy it. I don't want to spend my money and spend your money. Um, Yeah, and it's still sitting right here. My My mama bought it for me. But yeah, Steve-O said, skateboarding like weeds out weeds out the the wussies you know i think they said something like that because these motherfuckers will be standing at the top of a set of stairs for like 12 hours trying to get a picture of one trick to put on the cover of a fucking skateboarding magazine um and the amount of like mental strength it takes to keep failing for hours over and over again and falling on the fucking ground, you know, seeing somebody skateboard or playing a fucking video game is one thing, but like actually hitting the pavement. And that's what I think too. That's what I think. Oh, he's going to say it. That's what I think about CrossFit, you know, watching motherfuckers do stuff that's amazing and seeing them do all these skills is one thing. Going and actually trying to do it yourself, that's a totally different feeling. And I, I uh, encourage anybody, like, if you aspire to do anything, go out and feel it. Feel what that shit feels like. And feel how difficult it is. How bad do you want it? I got friends that are still out here trying to get into that comedy scene. Still trying to get into that acting scene. Going out and auditioning. You know, going out and fucking hitting the stage and, and running open and hit open mics and doing all this shit. And I see people that are still grinding. And then I see people that I fucking know that are pretending to still do it, but they're still hanging out at the bar, but they're like, not really. It's like, yo, do you want to do it? Do you, do you really love it? Cause the shit is hard, right? But it's so fucking worth it. Listen, man, if you're working on something, keep it up, keep at it. You know, get out there and keep hustling, keep grinding, do your fucking thing. Listen, I'll talk to you guys later. It's Thursday, so I'm getting ahead of the ball, ahead of the, uh, what is it? I'm getting a, uh, 
I'm 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 doing it sooner than I would normally do it. All right, guys, have a good day. Later.